Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Deep Convos with Didi. I'm your host Issa Edidiong. Today's episode, <laughs> well, some spiritual level from we're going, we're going spiritual, yeah. So today I have two wonderful guests with me. I have David, the host of Godlute Podcast, and Kilichi Lemibe, a YouTuber and content creator. Also, say hi, guys. I didn't go first. I think you're like you're bigger than me, so you go. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Can you just? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? I like. I'm. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, like in this space for the first time. She has refused to invite me, so it's it's good to finally be be here, like after pursuing our all this for this while. Hmm? Abi, it's not easy to invite a boss now. Uh-uh. You that has a busy schedule, please. Uh, okay, um, hi guys, my name is Kirichi. Um, yeah, like she said, I am a YouTuber, I create content for YouTube. Um, I also do a bit of writing, also, um, I edit videos full time as my full time job. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I feel like a celebrity, you know, um, being invited on these uh <laughs> podcasts. Uh, if you're listening, uh, I'm a celebrity now, so like, yo, some respect on my name. Okay, you will flatter me too much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so today's focus, yeah, I decided to switch things up a little bit. Like from the beginning, I already stated that my podcast is not going to be centered on a particular thing. So there's going to be a bit of everything and there's no way in heaven and on earth that I'm going to forget the spiritual aspect of my life is never gonna happen so today we're going to be talking about grace g-r-a-c-e grace so um casey what do you understand or what is your concept of grace from your own point of view like personally um so grace is for me like the way I've understood grace to be, and based on like the Bible and all of that, grace is receiving something that you naturally would not deserve. So, um, when the perfect description of grace is like Jesus Christ dying for us, for humankind, and then if you think about it, we've not really done anything for God for Him to make such a sacrifice, and I think. Where you have, I think the the word we used to use that was very common was unmerited favor. So yeah, when you receive something based like yeah, when you receive something based on when you receive something despite you know not meriting that thing, yeah, that's like considered grace. Mm, yes, when I was in the Bible, like Sunday school rather, they teach us that grace. Like for sure, it just means Christ unmerited favor. So yeah, that's right. David, what do you understand by grace? Um, well, for me, I see it a bit differently. Um, I see grace as having the presence of God with you. Because it's just like, for me, I just see the presence of God 
like a magnet and once a magnet drops around like ions like metals the magnet does not have to start calling them one by one for them to like get attracted and stuff like that things will just attract on their own because it is what it is so i feel when you have the presence of god which i see as grace being in his presence i feel there are a lot of things that are permitted to like follow you and stuff like that i have like personal experiences i hope to share like in the course of like this episode but that's just what i think it is it's the it's the presence of god of course everyone's view of grace is different according to how they have benefited from it now according to wikipedia divine grace is a theological term present in many religions it has been defined as the divine influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify to inspire virtuous impulses and to impart strength to endure trial and resist temptation and as an individual virtue or excellence of divine origin so wikipedia has given us a longer definition of grace but then i feel grace is personalized like from your own experience from what you've gone through your personal relationship with christ that is like you'd be able to define grace to your own taste and maybe to the understanding of a layman now we're going to talk about about, about like um how how we have experienced grace like in your family in school at, at the office like how has grace how has god's grace been sufficient for you how has god shown himself in a particular situation like you felt so trapped and all of that david i think you could share like one or two experiences you've had with the grace of god following you hello um can you hear me yes yeah um you said i should share an experience or two of of my grace the grace of god in my life yes please Oh, okay, ma. Um, well, there's there's one I always like, always would talk about, and it's the one that happened in podcasting. You see, eh, the thing I used to tell people is that in this life, eh, having God, I don't, I know, like I used to be part of those guys that I used to feel like you don't have to be too religious. What's this one? God give us brain so we will not disturb him. All this kind of stuff. I used to be this kind of guy. I, I just feel like life is not as stressful and stuff like that. I loved it. But like, firstly, I think the big thing was, for me was knowing that there's a difference between like being a Christian and having a relationship with God. So I would say for me, I started, I properly started having a relationship with God this year and I've been a Christian all my life. So you know that there is a difference. And in just this year, I have seen like dramatic like change, like a lot of things. And I'll explain grace in one one aspect first. It will be it will be what I do now, podcasting. That's just one. Um, I, before starting podcasting, I had to like commit into into God hands. This is why I see grace is just like the presence of God. It's because my my transitioning into podcasting was like very smooth and. 
at some point in like a time i had to like hustle like the way everybody was hustling i have to beg i had to beg for like for like guests and stuff like that went through the hard way and there was a time when i i was out of like i was out of guests for two months and um eddie you should know how it is when you don't have an episode for two months i had to like i was going <laughs> i was going up and down like people asking me people people that i felt like you know the way we feel now like this one wants me to feel so i felt like so when they were asking me no episode I was thinking that you guys are just like making fun of me and stuff like that. So like I had to pray and I was like I think that was one of the things I really knew that I prayed for. I fasted because I was like I see myself doing this thing in the long term. So God, you cannot leave me stranded. So at some point, at some point, first of all, I did was I was listening to a message by Stamadin and he was talking about how um, it's easier to gain progress in something if you it's easier to gain progress in something if the owner is capable of like have the capacity to like to still get one thing it's easier for a car to move if the owner and the driver knows how to drive do you get what i'm saying yes yeah so i felt so when while he was explaining he explained how if god is is the one running whatever you are doing you will have no problem so at that point i just knew that okay i no longer want to be the owner of the Godload podcast i don't know if you have heard me recently i've never like i've only said i'm the host do you get so at that point i just knew i had to hand over to god and i was like you know what god i don't want to i don't want to run this podcast again i don't want to own it i want you to own it because now that you're the one owning it i would have no problem and it is working like magic since then i think god just directed me to like a bible verse that's the first time in my life i understand bible verses i read the bible that's the first time in my life i saw a bible verse work like proverbs 16 where it said commit your ways to god and you have success a few times i had like i had like a show with a guest from the u.s a broker a very big broker that was excited and before you know the day to the day we're recording is called Don't Know. Texted me to Don't Know, you can't do it because of medicine. I got a guest from France and she was like, on the day of the podcast, we tried to record MTN, we got to judge them. And then, <laughs> and I got like, I got another guest. So the thing was, at some point, I knew I was not getting guests. But it got to a level where I found out that I'm trying to get this guest, but I am not still recording because something is happening. So I, so when I found out that verse, I just started laughing. I think when I saw the verse, and I just knew that this is what I need. So I just told God, see, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know. You know, we all pray in different, different ways. So in my prayer, I always like try to make it a conversation, like of God. So I, I went to pray, and I was like, see, you said it in the Bible, and I feel like this is what you need to help me. So I just commit. I'm having two podcasts coming up. Like a Toyota from South Africa and in Nigerian in diaspora from Ireland, but like traveling abroad and stuff. And the, a day, like the day of the interview, things started happening. Like probably network or this person was not picking my call. But at that point, I was not scared. 
that it would not happen like on like before that would have been like oh god but then i was not scared i was just sure because i meant I've, i mean i've read the bible like because of me god cannot go and change the whole bible and say you know what um it's supposed to be exception of david and stuff like that okay so i thought the bible has already said that if i've if this if i commit my ways to god it cannot fail you get so i just i was sure i was confident so while they were not picking my call and everything i was just preparing i was preparing because i was like see even if it is for angels to go to ireland and go and go carry off i like i did not it was sure for me you get so and since then and since then it has just been like glory to glory like i've just received like favor on different paths like me that started podcast with like nobody it's now somebody that is calling influencers from like different parts of the country and like different parts of like the world and having conversations and I'm like, wait, do you get what I'm saying? So firstly, this is yeah. one way I'm Like you cannot, you cannot pretend that like I was telling someone a few days ago that I cannot, I cannot lie, I cannot pretend that I'm the one doing this thing because I am not doing half of the kind of results I'm getting. Like I shouldn't be getting these results because I am not even working for it. For the truth of the matter is, I am not the one in the driver's seat. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Jesus takes the type of thing. So I am just there. So when people are like, wow, he did this, I am also as surprised as them. Because I'm like, wow, God did this. Like, somebody's actually like pulling like crazy strings for me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, God is just doing things. I'm getting referrals. Someone from Germany just texted me and said, no just got started from the UK and I think like, you want to be on a podcast and stuff like that. Like just crazy tea. Like see this small boy. Like I have no mm-hmm. experience like any stuff and before you know I'm getting like influence and I'm getting I'm getting in conversations with like big people. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just one yeah. that's just one side of like the whole thing. Like I like it has just been like it got to a level where if immediately you have that faith that you have the presence of God, like, if there is an opportunity I want, and they say they need to be for that place, even if we are starting, I will just start praying that God, the second person that they are going to pick with me, let it be somebody. Do you, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm just sure that, like I'm just sure that it cannot, it cannot fail. Like if I've committed it, that He's the one in the driver's seat. Do you get what I'm saying? Like things to know like so sometimes it's, it's annoying how things just work. Like, <laughs> like, beyond your imagination like, like, you have listened to my podcast now and you'll be like and you'll be like wow and in my mind i'm like you also don't know that me i'm saying wow because these things are not like in any way i'm not doing any work for this thing and the reason why i know i'm not doing any work is because i have done work for it before and i know what it looks like to work an episode. I have almost ten episodes in my draft with big people. Like I'm the one chilling now and saying you guys should relax. Don't worry, I will release it when the time comes. Me that used to take it. And it's not even one year. You get and and it's not like I'm doing I cannot that's I, I still have to think that I cannot pretend to say I'm doing I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not Looking for it, I'm not doing facts. I'm not doing okay. I don't want to choose small, small things, but, but what I'm saying is for the kind of results I'm getting, I'm, I don't feel I'm doing enough. Okay, obviously, I know that God has done 
Yes, that's just one side. It's just not be mouth, not be very mouth. And that is how God's grace works for different people that decide to accept Him, put the faith in Him, and then like put it to work. There's something my pastor said in today's sermon, Pastor Michael Todd. He was like, the favor or the grace that has been with you even from when you were little you think it might have disappeared you think it might have diminished but it's still around you and then it affects other people that are around you and people begin to wonder like what type of jazz you're using or like he said whether you're smart but then this is just something that god has like paved a way for for you for a very long time and it begins to manifest. You just have to have faith in him and then like put the work. Yes. So um there are also like I'm sure Casey has um examples he'd love to give, but we're running with time. Yeah. So there's this Bible passage, Romans chapter six. Romans chapter six from verse one and two. Where Apostle Paul says, I'm reading from the Message Bible. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Now this is the part that so many people seem to take for granted. The part where grace, where the grace of God is taking so much for granted now just because god's grace is more than enough or sufficient it's abundant for us it does not give us the right to keep on sinning it doesn't give us the right to keep on falling back into sin and you know sometimes we intentionally not sometimes most of the times god's grace is taken for granted because we know we're not in the time of the old testament during the days of moses noah if not one sin, you are dead. Like this, ground don't swallow you. Water don't carry you go. Tornado don't sweep you come out. Like during the days of Moses and you know the Old Testament people, there was no grace. God's grace was not sufficient for them. So immediately they fall into sin, they're gone. The case of Uriah when he was trying to save the Ark of Covenant, he died on the spot. But now, because we have received Christ and Christ has died for us, we keep on taking it for granted. Kelechi, what do you have to say about, especially this generation? This is the worst, the most perverted generation ever. If there could be another Bible that would come out in the next 10, 20, thousands of years, this generation should be written, like there should be so much written about this generation what do you have to say about taking god's grace for granted casey uh, okay um thank you um okay first of all i want to preface whatever i was saying by saying that i think grace has one definition spiritual things in general have one definition but the way it is expressed in people's lives now happens differently so um for the people in the, to be honest yeah i do think that a form of grace was present during the time of the law 
The problem is that they didn't experience it in full effect because they were extremely cynical. Like, you know you're saying that our generation is the most perverted. Those guys were bad too. Like sometimes we don't really um, we don't really see how bad those were. Those who were bad, have you seen people that heard the voice of God and murmured to God? Like you think we are bad. You know, we we because of how perverted our generation is, is that was um that was prevalent, you know, sexual perversion, all those kind of things. If if we're exorbitant and all that. So I think they are common in this kind, so we think it's all that bad. Those guys rebelled directly against God. So they are really bad. But in terms of like um the the this generation taking God's grace for granted. I like the scripture you quoted and what Apostle Paul said there that the way they may be seeing that grace may abound. There's two things. People see when it comes to grace in terms of like salvation, people say that you know it is a free gift of salvation. And I agree, it's a free gift. But because the group of free doesn't mean it actually came for free because Jesus Christ had to pay the price of dying. So funny enough, I was just talking to a group of people about this thing yesterday. So um, if you really think about the grace of God that we have, um, that gives us salvation, and you consider the fact that somebody has to die for us to receive that grace, then it wouldn't come to mind that you want to continue seeing for your grace to abound. So, um, there's one of my mentors that teaches me, and she says that if you preach to a person and the person says they are born again, and then you tell the person that they live under the grace of God and God doesn't see their sin, God sees them as righteous. And then the first thing that comes to that person's mind is, ah, okay, so I can be seeing how I want. If that's what happens, then that person is not born again. That person needs to it needs to it needs to hear the gospel because if you listen to the gospel, the gospel is Jesus Christ died. Jesus Christ gave his soul, he died and he resurrected and he's coming back again to take those that believe in him. You listen to that gospel that somebody died so that we can receive salvation and the person for gospel, John 16 for the of the world, I gave him the son. So you hear all that, like you really hear somebody teaching it to you, and then what you're thinking about is how you're going to sin. The truth is, I don't think, um, I don't think our generation is the problem. I think understanding the bit of what grace is is a problem. Now the our generation is all about. There will be worse generation. The truth is, people become. Like people become worse, like the evil just keep going in this world. The longer we stay here, yeah. the more it becomes the more it becomes decayed. So many things come out. Like I the number of pronouns I've heard this year. I've heard pronouns in this life that I never thought I'd hear. And that's okay. to have. <laughs> that's the next conversation that we need to have. But we are gradually removing ourselves from the basics of Christianity, and that's the problem. If we stay on, like just um, 
something we have to overwhelm the word of God is about um, what's called about tithing. We have become so liberal with our Christianity that some basic steps we don't really take them seriously. I've heard of churches that are so progressive. Are you more progressive? They're so progressive that they don't even take nothing what about you? They don't take it seriously. They don't even do it. So, there are some basic Christian things that we gradually began to forget, and that's what's affecting some young minds. We are trying to, we are trying to become secular. The church is becoming more and more secular by the by the years. Mm. So, if you're saying, so in conclusion, if you're saying that you know we're taking the grace of God for granted, we're saying. In spite of, I think the main issue is first and foremost understanding this grace. If people, that's why I like, I like, I didn't really listen to much of God, but I like your pastor because he's very keen on explaining grace to his audience. If you really understand this grace and understand the things that, um, the things that it carries, grace carries a lot of things very heavy, especially when it comes to the grace that comes. Uh, that comes with free, that comes with salvation. It's very heavy, it's very weighty. So if the, the more people understand, the better they become. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. I for the for those people that like to point out, you know, you know, there there are so many people in this world, even amongst us as Christians, there are people that like to point fingers, you know. Maybe somebody that knows me personally, you know, and they hear me trying to talk about the grace and God, but they know me, you know, they know me. And somebody knows you, they know you. Then that kind of thing. But those people that try to like point fingers, I, as much as, you know, I am a Christian, I was born into a Christian family. Like David said, there's a difference between you bearing the title of being a christian and then having a personal relationship with god i was born into a christian family gave my life to christ this year i've been giving see let me not make a mistake i've been giving my life to christ almost (laughs) almost every altar call every year deal with that but this year i felt it so different on the 3rd of may 2021 i got baptized and then it felt so it felt like a weight was lifted off me. Now those people that like to point fingers would be like, but I know you, you listen to circular music. I know you, you, you sing this song, <laughs> and all of that. I'm, I'm trying, like, honestly, it's a struggle. I'm not even going to lie. We're not going to lie to anybody. We're going to be honest, open and transparent. As much yeah. as I am rooted, somehow rooted in the word of God because I'm still trying, but I am under construction. Because I am not perfect, there is nobody on earth that's perfect. Even your pastors, the godfathers you look up to, your papas in the church, none of them is perfect. We are still trying to work. Even they too, as old as they are, even in the gospel, they know that they find themselves faulty and you know vulnerable to sin at some point. The problem is, at some point, the biggest problem we have as human beings is, is getting to the point where you forget that certain people are still human. You understand? That's why, that's why when certain like 
big people, big in quotes anyway, big people, like people that we respect in terms of Christendom, when we find out that they had a fault or they failed in certain things, you now hear people maybe denouncing Christianity or people bashing them. But you forget yeah. that these people are human, they're not God. The only person that is perfect in this life is God. So that's why Jesus Christ has to die to become our perfection. But as much as we are saved, we are still imperfect human beings. So in terms of this grace thing, it's important for you to remind ourselves that we are human and every other person, no matter no matter the post that that person is holding, that person is very human too. So because they made it, you don't like let's not get to the point where we look at things in such a way that we think we can never make mistakes. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Pastor Mike, and like one of his things is like progressing, but not perfect. Like that's one of the mottos yeah, of the church, yeah, and that is yeah, how. Yeah. That is what like a picture of Christianity should be like portrayed as. Not because even some men of God actually. I'm sorry to digress. Even some people they pose to be very perfect, you know, like they have everything in check. They know the Bible from the beginning to the end, and you cannot find any fault in them. That is also one of the problems of Christianity in these days. People trying to pose as perfect. Meanwhile, you know you're a human being. As long as you have the flesh, you are very very vulnerable to sin. No matter yeah. how many Bible verses you have, or even Moses. Moses Moses committed sin. Moses was angry. Yeah. He disobeyed God. Yeah. And I, 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 you, you know, so nobody should ever like post to you that like being a Christian means you are perfect and all of that. We are all, all in the, that construction. All the names in the Bible at some point committed one kind sin or the other. At some point, all of them. That's to show like a Christian. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're perfect. The only person that is perfect is Christ jesus so back to this issue of like taking grace for granted you know we sometimes intentionally or knowingly keep falling back into habits we promised that we would stop you know it takes a whole lot to surrender some sort of addiction or habits that you've you've been struggling with for years and then you believe that the grace of god is going to cover you and you know all of that but at some point some people do intentionally decide to go back to it knowing that they have somewhere to run back to i'm not talking about people that accidentally fall back or backslide but there are people who intentionally decide to test god because they know that he is all forgiven and they know that his grace is forever sufficient for them you understand me so there's that set of people then there's the set of people that you know fall back into sin maybe when you've lost your job and you promise yeah. to quit smoking or you promise to quit drinking and at that point in time everything seems gloomy maybe one family problem just comes and knock you on the head back before you know you see yourself carrying a bottle of alcohol this is something you promised god that you would stop but at that point in time it's your human nature taking over not the ones that intentionally fall back into habits or back into sin because they know that they have somewhere to run back to. It's like you're going to look for trouble in your friend's place, then you run back to your father's house because you know that your father will protect you. You understand that type of thing? And I keep saying, or I keep using myself as an example in every episode that I decide to go on or I decide to record because I know I'm not hum- I'm not perfect, I'm human. 
So personally, there are some things that I'm still struggling with. And by the grace of God, I've been able to overcome a few of them. But then there's still some that I'm struggling with. And every day, every day I pray for God's grace. <clears throat> I pray for God's grace to help me to overcome that, you know, the Bible says by, by what? what what's that passage? Hey, Jesus, Bible students. I don't forget to pray, God. Anyways, accepting Christ is like the first step to receiving the grace of God fully. I think there's also a sermon Pastor Mike preached that the grace of God is sufficient for everybody, like for everybody, regardless of what religion you practice, regardless of whether you believe in God, you believe in Christ or not, because he all created us, you know, and like he said, we are created in his image and in his likeness. So that grace is there. It's just for you to know that this is it. And then this is something I can tap into. This is something that would help me. I don't know if we, I don't know if we understand. Yeah. Yes, Romans 11 verse 6, but it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace would no longer be grace. So whatever it is we have, my being here, like my studying abroad is by the grace of God. See, if I start telling my own story, it's going to be longer than David's, but the process from the beginning of my admission to processing the visa, because when I was trying to process my visa, it was during the COVID period and they were saying nobody would leave Nigeria. In the start that type of thing, I was already getting skeptical. I was already getting scared until I watched Crazy Faith. Crazy Faith, Pastor Michael Todd. Nah, that that series was was something that God used to like reach into my life and help me. But my being here is by the grace of God and everything we should understand as Christians is by the grace of God yeah so i think that's that's what i have have to say okay I just feel when it comes to when it comes to these kind of things, 
I would not tell anybody. I'm, when I say come to God, I'm trying to say that all these things of the world that you feel you can achieve, there is still a part that only God can feel. I'm not saying that if you come to God, that it's the only way to be rich. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm saying that to be rich, normally you can be, you can walk your ass out. To be rich, you can you can just sit down, research, do a lot of research, understand how relationship works. Do you get what I'm saying? You can go through the hard work. You can decide to do dirty stuff. A few of them, or a, a lot of them, because I don't like talking bad about people who are probably having money because my own is coming soon. Yeah. So um, the thing is, many of them went through, many of them did the hard work. Many of them, okay, there was luck. Okay, I heard of Dangote's old man. I don't know how true it is, but there was a time when he was on the on plane, like yeah, But like, I'm not going to stay and validate the whole thing because I don't know but I know that these guys had put in work his parents were according to what I had I think his dad was one of the richest people in Nigeria and do you get what I'm saying so he multiplied wealth and stuff there are other explainable stuff like that but as a Christian what I'm saying is what I had experienced during my relationship with God in peace that inner peace do you get that satisfaction when I preach to someone I'm saying come and experience this stuff everything in the world is secondary every other thing we can fight for it many times when people talk about prosperity I always like to say that there are like five levels of prosperity and wealth and most times wealth is just one do you get what I'm saying there is prosperity in health you get what I'm saying? So if you look at all these things, you will notice that money is just one. A lot of people, what you see outside most times is prosperity in wealth. And many people are not people and don't have prosperity in the mind. Many people don't have you get what I'm saying? Me as a person, I am not in the hurry to rush to get one level of prosperity. And I know that my work I'm saying my present state now, as I'm walking towards that place, I am not even anxious. Do you I just have this peace that God has. So, so I am not. So when people, one thing I always see is when someone tells me that you on that Sunday you spend five hours in church, you should invest that five hours into edit. Invest five hours. You get what I'm saying? The, the truth is, they're just a way that God feels for your sin. And you will never know until you are that person. To be in a level in life where you are content with a certain level, you know you are going far, you are not ashamed. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a lot of things, and you, as I've mentioned, that there are different levels of prosperity. Side this question. Yeah, yeah. So, so there are just three things I'd like to elaborate with from what you said. So, 
first of all, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Um, this book of the Bible will not depart out of your life, but you read it on a day and night, and you will be careful to do all that is in there, and you'll make your ways prosperous, and you'll have good success. That's just one thing. Now, the measurement of success is relative to so that's something David said. I really, I really respect that's something he said. Everybody has their measurement. So, um, so finally, to conclude this, um, I, I think I'll say that um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 is um, make, have no worry, make all your thoughts and feelings known to God in prayer and supplication. And verse 7 now says, and you fill your heart with peace that passes all understanding. So keep you in Christ Jesus, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. So um, when we involve God, there's something God gives that the world cannot give to you. The world mm. give you all the world give you all the money in the world. The world will give you. That's why when Satan took Jesus Christ to the top of the mountain and he said, "Bow to me, and I'll give you all of this." Jesus Christ knew, that, and that's something every Christian needs to understand. So Jesus Christ knew that what he wanted, what he needed, was way more. I know we say actually Jesus Christ is God, but the truth is, greater works shall we do. So understanding that, despite everything that I do in this world, the big cars, the big houses, the large bank accounts, you know, everybody wants to have that ability to brag and say, I have a million in my account. Um, I, I think I was talking. I can't remember. I was talking about like if he gets a million dollars, he's going to retire. But like at the end of the day, if you don't have the peace of God, you will still always want more. Something would always bother you. You always. But the peace of God is peace that passes all understanding. It's peace in spite of our situation. And so, the reason I would always go for grace rather than somebody telling me if I invest five hours into my work, if I invest hours, because I know that. I will still have five hours to invest in my work, but that five hours I'm giving to God offers me way much more than whatever I will invest in my work. I rest my case. Yeah, investing five hours with God and then putting into work. Let's not forget that there's a Bible passage that says, you know, faith without work is dead. Yeah, because even the Bible says it. There's no food. I don't know, paraphrasing, there's no food for a lazy man. Even the ants work, you know, and then they preserve their food and stock it up. But then you sitting there like a sloth expecting, you know, your harvest to come. You have to sow. You sow, you're giving your time. You're giving your time. You work, you put in the work. You don't just plant, you know, your grain of rice there and you expect it to germinate without you removing the weeds around it. So you put your faith and you put in the work and then everything comes by his grace you know you're successful to back that up it, um, it's where it says that god will bless the work of your hands if there's no work in your hand what's god going to bless oh that's the answer to your question anyways we just hold like about this you know this sermon, this very, very long sermon, <laughs> that at the end of the day, you know, we make it to 
the expected and the thing that keeps us going as Christians, that goal that we have to reach, you know, finish, crossing the finish line as champions. It's not just for us to like tell other people about it, about our experiences, continue to live in it, continue to find ways, you know, to also improve yourself as a Christian. But thank you very much, David and Kelechi, for being on my show. I feel so elated for the time you have given. God bless y'all. And please, if you did enjoy this episode, do not forget to like, leave a review, give me your feedback and share. And do not forget to listen to Godless Podcast and check out Kelechi's content on YouTube. Thank you very much and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Peace. Thanks for having me.